0: For Bureau idaho Radio, I'm Celeste Simmons, and today we will be speaking with Christian Beckwith, founder and board chair of the Teton Climbers Coalition. Thank you for meeting with me today, Christian.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: To start off, how about you tell us a little bit about the Teton Climbers Coalition? What is its purpose?
1: Sure. Um, We are an organization relatively new. We came together in um, basically the first day that... The World Health Organization declared COVID a pandemic, and um, we, we came together as an organization in part because we lost our climbing gym in 2014, and there was a, uh, a ballot measure here in Jackson in 2019 that approved money for a new recreation center or an expansion of the existing recreation center. And part of that expansion included a climbing gym. And we were um, conscious of the fact that a climbing gym that was part of a rec center would likely preclude a private market climbing gym in Jackson in the future. And so we were incentivized to ensure that we got it right the first time. And in order to do that, we needed to have some way of representing the communities perspective and interests um, as an organization, as a a unified voice. So that was the impetus for the organization at the inception. And um, we've worked on the climbing gym. We've got it to the point where we feel it's, it's going to be great. We're really excited about that. But then the Tetons are the epicenter of American mountaineering. And the legacy of climbing here extends back into the 1800s. And if you look at the Vision Quest Circle atop the enclosure, which is the only satellite peak of the Grand Teton. That legacy actually dates back to a time that predates Caucasian activity in the valley. As far as I've been able to tell in my research, it could have been built in the 1600s, probably by a a crow boy. But this legacy is a living legacy. And so many of us in the community have made the decision to live here because of the Tetons, um, because of the climbing and the ski mountaineering, we just have this incredibly dynamic um, and um, a, a broad community of individuals that really live, breathe, and, um, you know, we. the Tetons are the hub of everything that we do here. And so the Teton Climbers Coalition is an organization that represents that community. And we are an extension of our community and what the community wants. So we've been recently focusing on things like the, the um, replacement of suspect hardware on a lot of the bolted routes on the crags around town. We've been working on advocacy for the, um, there's a sh- an initiative in Grand Teton National Park related to bighorn sheep. And so we're watching that to ensure that the interactions between humans and sheep are sustainable. Obviously, the existence of the sheep is, is paramount. That comes first. But we also want to make sure that we have access to um, some of these things that we love to do in the winter. Um, as long as it doesn't affect the, the sheep adversely, then that's something we're going to advocate for as well. So all these things are part of um, what we do as an organization. And part of our mission is to engage the local community. And I used to have a magazine called Alpinist Magazine. We put together something called the Alpinist Film Festival. It was a great way to engage the community in the heart of winter. And with, the, with Alpin Film, what we're trying to do is recreate that community gathering and that community celebration of what we all love to do here in the Tetons by pulling in films from all over the world, That celebrate our collective love for the mountains, and so we're putting together um, two evenings of film and a panel discussion as well. That we hope will really inspire and engage the community after two long, hard years of COVID isolation. So we're keeping our fingers crossed that um, there's no more (laughs) outbreaks here between now and next weekend.
0: Yeah, that sounds amazing. It sounds like. The Teton Climbers Coalition is a great community for the people of Jackson Hole and just of this area of Idaho in general to learn more about climbing and learn more about the Tetons. It's great work what you guys are doing. And you mentioned the Alpen Film, the film festival that you guys are having. Um, That is on January 13th and 14th, correct?
1: That's correct.
0: And could you explain what this event is about and what type of films are going to be shown at the festival?
1: Sure. Um, you know, with this community being as rich as it is um, and having such a great legacy of activity in the mountains, we're trying to build a program that reflects the the diversity of our interests, the, um, the, the generations that have been enjoying the mountains here. And one of the things about the Tetons that's so special is that it has been um, the launching pad For trips around the world since the the 1930s. So, if you look at 1938 and the first American expedition to K2, the world's second highest mountain, Paul Petzl, who had come here in 1924 as a 16 year old and become the de facto guide and ranger and pioneer of the range in the intervening years, went on that expedition and achieved an altitude higher than anybody had ever climbed before. And that's one small example of um, how the Tetons have served as a proven ground for for folks to get to know their own capabilities and then bring those capabilities to objectives in what we call the greater ranges. And that that interest in applying ourselves to places outside of uh, the United States is reflected in some of the films that we're showing at Alpin Film. For example, we've got this one film called Clean Mountains, and it's about a um, a Sherpa community, and it's a young woman who narrates it, and she's talking about her brother who is part of the uh, expedition to K2, in that made the first winter ascent of the mountain. And this predated COVID. COVID came. The Sherpa community depends on expeditions for. Her their livelihood and the expeditions came to a grinding halt. And so that was an economic blow to the community. And they also, the in the movie, she talks about how they believed that COVID was um, a, a result of ac- human activity on Mount Everest, the, which is a sacred mountain, that um, defiled the mountain and the gods were angry. And that the way to, appease the gods was to go back up and climb it. So this young Sherpotty woman comes off the couch and goes up and sends Everest with her brother and a a team of friends. And then they clean it on the way down. And it's just, it's such a phenomenal, um, I mean, it's such a phenomenal accomplishment, but because so many, um, expeditions to the Himalaya have come out of the Tetons, it's also a story that will resonate on, um, on a number of different levels for our community. So that's one example of what we're trying to pull in here are those inspirational stories that really have a focus on cinemagraphic storytelling because um, we're not just focused on, you know, somebody climbing the hardest thing they've ever climbed in their lives on tiny holds. That's the story. We're we're interested in the reasons behind um, the adventures that we choose to go on. And that's what we're trying to bring to the fore with this year's program.
0: That sounds great. Sounds like there's a lot of interesting stories that are going to be told uh, through the films that you guys have ready. Mm-hmm. And how can people who are interested in attending or watching the film festival buy tickets?
1: They can go to our website, it's tetonclimbers.com, and they'll find a way to um, purchase tickets if they want to come here in person. We also have a virtual option. So if they'd like to stay in the comfort of their own home and watch uh, the entirety of the festival, They can do that as well.
0: I saw on your website that climbing has taken you to places like Peru and Alaska, Kyrgyzstan, Europe, and places all across the world. So after climbing in places all around the world, why did you decide to settle near the Tetons?
1: I'd been climbing a little bit, and I was down in Texas wintering in a place called Waco Tanks, which is a bouldering area. And we were in a Quonset hut, and there were climbing magazines from you know a bunch of different years and all over the place and i read an article about alpine rock climbing in the tetons and it was a two-part article and that word alpine i didn't i had no i'm a farm boy from maine i had no idea what that word meant but it sounded like an adventure so i hitchhiked up here and the second i got in this valley i just fell deeply deeply in love and it's influenced everything that has come since my family and my, my community. And, um, you know, cutting my teeth here, and then I started my first magazine here in 94, and then that led to editing the American Alpine Journal, which is the compendium of significant ascents from around the world in a given year, and then started Alpinist Magazine. It's always been focused on the world of climbing, and that's because the world of climbers is connected by their love of climbing. And there's nothing better than to take this thing that you love so much and use it as a vehicle to go explore the the gorgeousness of the world and the world's mountains. And so that's just brought me all over the place and I will continue to go until I can no longer go. Because the world's a big, beautiful place and it's filled with big and beautiful people and they're part of our climbing community, and there's nothing better than sharing what you love with other people who love it too, especially when it's in places like Kyrgyzstan or Peru or Tibet. So it's, it's, just a, it's a wonderful way to celebrate what you love to do in the
0: mountains. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for meeting with me today, Christian. Album Film will take place on January 13th and 14th. Don't forget to buy your tickets and enjoy the show.